In the last four episodes of our first week, we discussed the various reasons as to how weight regain can occur after bariatric surgery. I hope now you realize that there are many more factors in play rather than just quote unquote, eat less and exercise. Weight regain is often complex and we know obesity is a disease. The body likes carrying extra weight and will always fight against losing weight. So when should you start worrying about the risk of weight regain? Well, it depends for everyone. In the best case scenario, I would hope that you have been consistent and conscious that weight regain is a possibility throughout your entire journey. However, this isn't often the case as stress, life happens, you forget all of these different factors. You just lose the plot and you go off track, which it's fine. We can get you back on track and back into reaching your goals. So I would suggest anytime you notice a stall, and it's been over six weeks, so it's not related to your body metabolically adapting to that new body weight, that would be the first time it would be ideal to start looking at these episodes strategies. Secondly, if you've experienced some weight regain within that 5 to 10% mark of your lowest weight, so for example, if your lowest weight was 70 kilos but you are now 80 kilos, you've increased over 10%, which would be helpful to slow the regain reverse or maintain that weight as soon as you can. Preventing the gradual gain before you feel too overwhelmed and it becomes an enormous mountain to climb is important. It is easier to lose that five kilos than 15. And you can see where I'm going with this. It's easier for you to tackle a smaller target rather than trying to climb that massive 15, 20 kilo mountain, which seems insurmountable. What we need to do is figure out what strategies work best for your unique body to prevent weight regain from recurring and to make sure that the choices and lifestyle you have are sustainable. So today I wanted to give you four strategies to start working through. I by no means think you need to complete all four right off the bat. However, take one, write it down and see how it works with your lifestyle. Once you've mastered it, then revisit this episode or have a look at your notes from the episode and see if you can implement another. Doing a little bit each day adds up to a big change over the course of the week, month, then year. You will be surprised that if you are accountable and take action, that you'll wake up one day with a new, improved you. So let's get started on the four strategies to prevent weight regain today. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. The first step in any strategy to make changes is to be truly honest about what you're eating and drinking. We cannot make changes until we know what we need to change. When documenting a food diary, write everything down at least for one week, including the weekends. Don't change your diet. Don't change anything. Just document it. What's in your drinks? What are those snacks that you eat while you're waiting for your food to heat up? Are you eating anything while you're cleaning up after dinner? Are you eating after dinner? Are you adding sauces to your foods? 
write down the time as well when you eat and drink, which I'll get to in point three. It may be also helpful for some, if you notice that emotions are related to your food intake, to document what you're feeling while you're eating. You might be able to then see a pattern and we can make some strategies around that too. So food diaries are like budgets. So the first step before actually preparing a budget is figuring out where your money is going in the first place. So I also like to apply the same strategy with changing your diet. I don't want you to eat in a really awkward, very different way and timings that you don't like. You are the expert of your body, but we need to make some changes to help support your body to be nourished. This will then help you have the energy to exercise, minimize micronutrient deficiencies, and ensure you're getting enough protein. I have a really easy food diary to fill out, and I've included it in the show notes to give you a bit of a template to get started. Secondly, the next strategy is to take your food diary and start counting up how much protein you ate that day. You can find this information really freely online. I recommend using the NutTab database run by the Food Standards of Australia as the gold standard. I'll link it in the show notes below. It is the most accurate option. However, I do also like Easy Diet Diary, which is an app that you can download on Apple and Android, which also pulls data from this NutTab database. Other ways you can get it is Google or MyFitnessPal or CalorieKing.com.au, but be mindful with some of these as they can be based on customer input. So the actual nutritional value may not be a correct representation of the product. With the protein amount, I see this often in clinic Someone might say that they've had 80 grams of chicken, but they didn't actually eat all of the food on their plate. So now we have to guess from your food diary how much protein was actually consumed in the meal because you could have had 80 grams of chicken, which is 20 grams of protein, but you only managed to eat half of that 80 grams serve. So technically you ate only 10 grams of protein. This is where I see some problems lie in people actually getting enough protein in daily. And this then leads into that muscle mass wastage I was discussing in the previous episodes. So to get you started with where is protein found, I've put a really simple protein table in the show notes as well. So this can be your guide with the food diary. So you can go along and count out how much protein you've had in that day. Now, just for reference, the absolute minimum after a gastric sleeve is 60 grams of protein and 80 grams of protein after a bypass or SIPSADY procedure. In practice, I individualize it based on the person's stature, but I can't do this in this medium. Compare how the minimum recommended protein intake is compared to your actual food diary record. Can you see some places where you need to improve? Is the protein distributed more towards the second half of the day or the first half of the day? Does it need to be spaced out? Do your snacks contain protein? So there's a few different strategies here that we can then unpack further. But really what I need you to know is are you eating enough protein and are you eating it consistently throughout the week? I hope you've been enjoying the episode. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my free three-day meal plan with recipes to get you started taking control of the weight regain. Head to the link in the show notes to access it. Now, let's get back to the episode. 
The third point that I wanted to discuss is grazing. So you've done the food diary, you've counted up your protein. I now want you to look at how often you were eating and drinking. So first look at the fluids and the food. Did you keep your fluids away from meals? There's various schools of thought. So the ideal amount of time is at least 15 minutes before your meals and 30 minutes after your meals, no fluids, but I prefer keeping it a 30-30 rule as it's easy to remember. And some people find that that just makes it a whole world easier so that they have a set time that they stop drinking so that they have their meal and then start drinking again after that half an hour has passed. I've had some people in clinic find that an hour works better, but again, you are the expert of your own body. So experimenting with how you feel is really helpful. If you are eating at the same time as drinking, try keep the fluids separate. If you eat and drink at the same time, it essentially washes the food through the stomach faster, which then leads you hungrier sooner. There's a great YouTube video that I have found, and I'll pop it in the link in the bio if you're curious about the visual of this if you're a visual learner. Next, look how often you're eating during the day. How many hours are there between breakfast and morning tea? How many between that main meal or snack? Are you including your coffee as a snack? Because if it is a small skim cappuccino or something made on milk, technically it's got protein, fat and carbs in it. It should be counted as a snack rather than just a drink. So my recommendation in terms of ideally spacing your meals is at least every three hours and never going longer than five hours between meals or snacks. So it's a bit of a adjustment for some people who are often used to eating more frequently or used to eating one meal in the morning and then one meal at night. So really take the time, space out your meals regularly. And if you are noticing that you are eating food too often, it will trigger the weight regain because you're eating more than you need, essentially. And often, if you are eating more often, it's a sign that you're eating more carbohydrate-based food. So that just keeps you feeling hungry and is the reason why you are eating frequently. So my next challenge to you is to try eat every three to four hours and keep within that sweet spot and write down how you feel. It does help to keep a food diary and a symptom diary while you're trialing all of this to see what actually works. And so it's not something you do for a day and forget about it. We want to work out what's best for your body. My last point and fourth strategy is to plan your meals. So working off the last point, planning your meals makes your life easier and it gives you less decisions that you have to make in the day. So start by writing down what you like eating for breakfast, your snacks, your lunch and your dinners, especially dinners for the family if you are cooking for a family. Then work out how much protein is in each option. I would then suggest making up a table or buying one of those meal plans from department stores and write down a rough plan of what you're going to eat in the next two days. If two days or a week is overwhelming, try just the next 24 hours. To take it one step further, you could also plan out the week, which will then plan out your shopping list. And as we know, that would obviously be more budget friendly, but it is quite a lot going from not planning at all to planning your meals. So I'd really encourage you just to do at least the next 24 hours. So you have a bit of an idea of how much protein you're going to get in when you eat and what you need to prepare in order to eat that. It will keep you fuller 
and it will help you with that satiety, which we all crave of feeling full and not feeling hungry. Those are four strategies. So to recap, number one is keeping a food diary. We don't know what to change unless we actually have a look at what we are currently doing. Number two is counting up your protein. So compare your current protein intake to the minimum recommended amounts, which was 60 grams for a gastric sleeve and 80 grams for a gastric bypass or the other malabsorptive procedures. Number three was no grazing. Keep fluids away from meals and make sure that you're eating every three to four hours, no sooner and try not for it to be later to prevent overeating. And number four was planning your meals. Planning your meals is, in my opinion, the cornerstone to success after weight loss surgery, because if you plan your meals, you know you're getting enough protein, you know you're getting the right nutrition, and everything seems to work well after that. So these were only four strategies that I've discussed today, and there's a plethora of options out there of how we can tackle and manipulate your food to help you manage the weight. So what I want you to do is give it a go. Try at least one of these strategies and let me know how you go. You can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at The Bariatric Collective. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at The Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au and reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye.